0: It's well known that the landscape around Reno was once filled with working farms and ranches. And as the tourism industry developed, some ranch owners noticed a growing interest among visitors in playing cowboy, or at least in meeting one. Historian Alicia Barber explains in this installment of Time
1: and Place. Guest ranches began to appear around Reno in the late 1920s. Dude ranches, where tourists could play cowboy, were growing in popularity throughout the region. But Nevada's divorce trade inspired a special kind of dude ranch, one tailored to a crowd in search of an especially romantic version of the American West. Some of the ranchers, who weren't interested in offering the whole bed-and-breakfast experience, opened riding stables for day use. Alice Cassaza Jacobson grew up on a ranch just south of Reno that her father, Anthony Cassaza, had purchased in the early 1920s. The property had once housed a racetrack, so he partnered with his friend Ernie Casanelli to open the Carnation Riding Stables, offering hourly and day-long rides. It was an instant hit with the divorce crowd, especially, as Jacobson remembered, the female
2: contingent. I can remember as a little girl, I would be surprised at the beautiful young women from back east. They were uh, renting rooms in other houses in Reno and would come out and uh, ride horses and go on hay rides. The area's guest ranches ranged widely
1: in degree of luxury and discretion. In the 1930s and 40s, others offering lodging just outside Reno city limits included the Lone Star, the Silver Saddle, and the Flying Inn. Those that attracted the rich and famous were usually a bit farther afield, like the Flying Emmy in Washoe Valley, and the Pyramid Lake Guest Ranch, where playwright Arthur Miller stayed, gaining inspiration to write the story that eventually became the film The Misfits. Some had swimming pools and tennis courts. But as Jacobson recalled, there was one amenity none of them could do without.
2: They had to have a a lot of young cowboys around, I guess for an attraction for the divorcees. None of them, I guess, were married. And of course, they had to control the horses and teach the the women how to, to ride.
1: In truth, not all the cowboys were single, and they didn't all romance the guests. But filmmakers latched onto that romantic notion in movies from Vacation in Reno to The Women. The beauty of the wide-open landscape made the Truckee Meadows ideal for day-long horseback trips through the sage and pine. Guests were treated to picnics and barbecues in the foothills, and even overnight trips into the mountains. To more fully play the part, they could go western, as the phrase went, purchasing their jeans, boots, and hats downtown at Parker's Western Wear. At the Carnation Stables, Jacobson remembered, the festivities
2: went well into the night. Then they would have parties in the evening where they would have open fires and there'd be the cowboys that were working there. must have had a great, great time, you know, because we could hear them at night when they were having their parties. Most
1: of the area's guest ranches closed by the 1960s as the divorce trade tapered off and the city grew. The Casaza family closed the Carnation riding stables in the 40s and began to sell off the property for housing. In the mid-60s, they developed the last section of ranch into an attraction for a decidedly more urban consumer, a retail center they named Shopper's Square. For KUNR, I'm Alicia Barber.
0: Oral history clips for this segment were provided by the Special Collections Department of the University of Nevada-Reno Libraries. More on Reno's guest ranches and its divorce industry can be found on the library's website, renodivorcehistory.org.